There's also a statement in the book, and then I'll go into the non-dwelling. There's a statement in recovery book that says you've got to get to the exact nature of the wrong. The exact nature of the wrong. So the closest they get to it is that selfishness, self-centeredness is the problem, yes? We're extreme self-centered and stuff like that. But, uh, and it says, it talks about why are we in so much fear today? And he answers the question, he says, isn't it because self-reliance has failed us? So again, there's the word self. Self is in it quite a lot. So if you look at self-reliance, what would be the most extreme version of self-reliance? I would say identified as being itself, yeah? If you were identified with that which you were relying on, that would be an extreme reliance. You wouldn't even know you were relying on it. You would see if you were relying or not relying on other things. You'd be rooted or based in that. To me, that's, I feel, is the exact nature of the wrong. It's, it's uh, entertaining an act of being identified as a doer, a thinker, a haver, a loser, a mover, a shaker, being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. That, to me, I see is the, wrong, is the root of the problem. I feel pretty confident in that view because I've gotten a lot of relief from it, yes? And basically, that's how you can judge the tree by its fruits. So, and not just relief on an experiential level, but relief on a stabilized level, yes? So now, the way I look at it as an action figure, I call this an action figure, yes? You're always ready to, yeah? And uh, this action figure entertaining this idea or being the vehicle and, uh, that allowed the entertaining of this idea, over the time it's entertained, it has traveled lighter in a stabilized form. Now, the, I thought traveling lighter was going to be everything was going to get great and stay great, but it wasn't the case. What it was and is is that I, I travel lighter with, what over, what, with whatever life has in store for me. Yeah, so if my girlfriend gets cancer or doesn't, or I get fired or I get hurt or whatever like that, it doesn't change a lot of the particulars, but it allows you to travel lighter through them all. And after years of living that way, I reached the conclusion, what more do you want, really, as an action figure? Yeah. So, simple, and then what we're speaking about tonight, I don't know what we're speaking about tonight, I think it was uh, non-duality and recovery. Something like that. Well, non-duality is a simple statement. It means non means not, and duality means two. So basically, the statement is not an affirmation, all there is is one, or all there is is love, or God. No, it's a negation. It's just saying there isn't two. It's not trying to affirm anything. It's just negating something. Because the importance of negation is of the utmost importance if the problem is an act of being identified as something that you're not, yeah? So basically, if you're not that which you're taking yourself to be, it would be really cool to see that from what you are, and therefore, by seeing it from what you are, you would negate the reality of what you're not, yeah? That's non-duality. So what is duality? Duality is a two-ness, yeah? So out in the world we see it right now, it's entering night, and then there's day, and there's connected, disconnected, high, low, good, bad. There's, it's a binary system, but it's rooted in a dualism where we're sitting. So if you look at your experience today, someday, some of the time you thought you were thinking, yes, today? You thought you were the thinker, yeah? So you would be the subject of that action. 
So I'm the thinker. Yeah. Now you can't see the thinker, you pin it on the body, but there's this, it's like subject. You're seeing thoughts or you're thinking, you're thinking thoughts. Then in five minutes later, you're thought about as an object. Yeah, you see it? Sometimes you're thinking about things and stuff like that. You feel like the subject, you're the experience or everything like that. And then suddenly that's turned on you and you're looked as, as an object. So now you're thought about. So all day there's this dualism going on, subject, object, subject, object, subject, object, and non-duality is just the negation of that, of being real. That's all it is. It's just questioning that. It's not questioning subject. It's not questioning object. It's questioning subject object. It's a questioning this idea of two-ness. So if you're in recovery, the idea of self, some people think it's, it implies an ego. I don't know what Bill W. meant, and I don't think he knew what he meant, really. I think it was a download, AA, the big book. And uh, basically, it was open for everyone to interpret it in the way they saw it. Not to interpret the principles, but to interpret what was being said. So, if you see it that way, the, I, I don't believe this, the ego is what I'm speaking about. What I'm speaking about is a feeling of being the one, yeah? So when there's thinking, there's a feeling it's you, uh, the thinker, yeah? When there's an action, it's definitely you as the doer. When there's fe think feeling, it's like there's a feeling. When there's a noticing of a feeling, there's the message. <laughs> yes? The message, it's like some people got in touch with me, open up very rich uh, uh, rehabs. They were opening up one in Thailand, in Chiang Mai, and they were talking to me about they wanted me the program director. I said, no, <laughs> I'm not, not going to direct anything. But I, I'll definitely share what I, how I see it. So I was talking about the emphasis of service. You know? And so very innocently, they said, well, what do you mean? Do you, do you mean we have to tailor service to the individual, to the clientele? I said, fuck that. Put the clientele into service. You see? Like we say in AA, this isn't about having life fit around you, it's about fitting you around life. See, this is a different thing. All right, so where was I in the non-duality? All right, so this idea of being, that sense of being a doer when actions occur, yeah? I mean, it feel, you feel it all the time. And when there's thoughts, so the thoughts are used to imply the thinker, and the thinker is pictured as you as a body, yeah? Yeah, yeah, all right. So that's not happening just once every five months. It's all day. It's all day, see, there's a movement in the mental processes. I don't know why or where it comes from, but there is a certain intent, and the mental process claims what's happening to imply there's a someone, basically, yeah? So there's thoughts happening all day. Yeah, thoughts, 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 that's fine. But the way the thoughts are held by us is it's my thought. So each thought has an intention to point to the thinker. You never see the thinker, it's just implied, right? So the thoughts which are happening imply that which isn't happening. So the thoughts are the thinker. And then suddenly thoughts, which would come and go, basically, become my thoughts, which can ruin your day. <laughs> you can see the difference in weight. So a thought comes and go, my thought, thought orbits around me all freaking day. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then when you corralled about 800 thoughts, you've got a pretty, pretty big, big obstruction going on. And so 
you're basically seeing nothing. It's like living with gauze around you. You have about 50 layers of gauze, and yet you still can say legally you're seeing, but you're not seeing things any too clearly. Yeah. So, so the thoughts, the feelings, the thinker, the thinking, the actions are being used. They're being claimed. They weren't when you were a baby. Yeah, we just saw a lovely Buddha baby in Maryland, eight months. I mean, it's the most attractive thing because nobody's home, really. <laughs> Seriously, no one's home, but there's incredible aliveness. So there doesn't need to be someone home for aliveness. Liveness comes first, and then the mental state adds to someone. Yeah? Yeah. All right, so in recovery, my whole take is based on really one sentence. It's a pivotal sentence for me on page 64, right before you go into the inventory process. In AA, we do an inventory, yeah? And it, this is really basically for the action figure. So you do an inventory of, of how self has defeated you, how this thing called self has defeated you. And we look at some of the common manifestations <coughs> in life, which are resentments, which means to refeel something that may never even happen, you know? Resentment, uh, fear and harms done to others, looking at your sexual life to see how you would do almost anything, get what you want. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we do this simple inventory. So right before we enter that inventory, he says a very beautiful statement. He says, being convinced, being, like present tense state right now, being convinced. So it's, I'm in the act of being convinced right now. That what? That self, yes? manifested in various ways, is what has defeated us. So where are all the us, yeah? And then there's this one little foreign installment or a little computer chip, or I call it a parasitical movement. And that parasite has come into seemingly this experience, this, this opportunity and manifests through us. And when it manifests through us, we call them our manifestations, yeah? You see it, man, it's unbelievable. So being convinced that self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. Because self, there isn't a self to defeat you. There's self being entertained by us, and in that entertaining this idea of being a self and a doer and a thinker and a feeler, then everything we think we own owns us. See? As soon as you take yourself to be the thinker, thoughts can ruin your freaking vacation. As soon as you think you're the doer, doers will send you to fucking jail and a jail up here. Yeah? That's the bondage of self. The bondage of self is an activity. You weren't bonded in 1973 with a little tattoo on you know, your left ear. It's an activity. Yeah? If your mental state is identifying with everything to use it to imply you, and that you is now, now just filled up with so many thoughts and feelings and actions orbiting around it, bringing up a tighter and tighter noose, that would be the bondage of self. And then there's a beautiful statement in our society. It's not in the book, but it comes from observation of people in, in the program, self can't get out of self. Yeah, It is the warning of all warnings, and it's meant to be laid up, laid to us so that maybe when you hear it, it you recognize that's exactly what I've been doing. <laughs> that's why the statement is there. It's not a, it's not like admonition, self, kick it. It's like, self, get it. It's like putting on a spiritual shoe, and if it fits, you wear it. So it goes, hey, self can't get out of self, bro. 
whoa, and then you just see, bum, 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 I, that's all I've been trying to do. And I've been blaming me, or you, or this, or that, but basically, you can't get out of what you're not in. It's impossible. If you want to get out, you have to be in, and in this case, you're not in. The wanting to get out reinforces the idea that you're in. The wanting to get out of self reinforces the idea of being a self, completely, yeah? This is the bondage of self. It's an activity that we're entertaining. So it says, being convinced that self manifested in various ways. What are those ways? Resentments, fears, harms done to others. Yes, and many, many more, but those are the common ones. And if we're clear about that, we're going to look at its, meaning self's manifestations. Not us, not our manifestations, self's manifestations. Okay, so then in the next paragraph it says resentment. Now this is what kills me, because when people talk about resentment, they call them my resentments. So it's sort of like if Stanley was manifesting through me, Paul, and every time a manifestation of Stanley came through Paul, I called it Stanley, I called, I called it mine, I would be in the act of being identified as Stanley, yes? If Stanley, something totally different than me, was manifesting through this called Paul, and every time Stanley's manifestation came through Paul, Paul called them mine, I would be identified as Stanley. That's the, that's the exact nature of the wrong. The exact nature of wrong, what alcoholism affixes to is incredible identification as a self. Yeah. Everyone, in a sense, has the basic program of self-centeredness, but most people have an acoustic version. Alcoholism is like an add-on, you get an electric version. A lot of drum solos and long Inagata de Vitas, yes? Yeah. It's all it is, it's an extreme version of what most people have, extreme version, which in a way is very, very serving because if you can't see the subtle brushstrokes, you can hopefully see the giant of a room light, yeah? And maybe you'll come to the conclusion with no debating about it every three months, that any life run on self's will, not your will, self's will can hardly be a success. And that's an incredible understatement. It's gonna be a horror show usually, yeah? So this is the point. So if you get to the exact nature of the wrong, I would say it's, it, it's an identification as, yeah? And you can see it in the acronym we use in AA, false evidence appears real, F-E-A-R. All right, false evidence is appearing real. Where's that happening? Like in, at the movie theater in Doylestown? No, in one's head, yes. The thought system is presenting false evidence pretty much all day, <laughs> and then it's appearing real. How does it turn from false evidence to appear real? How does it? What's the main ingredient where false evidence can appear to be real? It has to appear to be real to what's real. We as, if you want to call it, spirit are reality. We are reality. We are what we're looking for. So self and us, I don't see how you can see that it's the same. If it was me, it would have been being convinced that Paul and every first name of every alcoholic manifested in all these ways, and they're not that many, resentments, fears, so on, so on, defeated all these names of alcoholics. No, it says self and us. 
where the us, where the all the alcoholics, and then there's this foreign something that has affixed itself to us and is manifesting through us and is defeating us by its manifestations. Yeah, its manifestations, the common ones are resentments, fears, harming, done, uh, harming people in the pursuit of what you want. So what, what do you recognize by recognizing a resentment? You, re you recognize it's a manifestation of self. They're not yours. If you keep calling them yours, you're in the act of being identified as self, which is the exact nature of the wrong. So now it's the problem entertaining the solution which neuters the results of the solution. So you'll see third people with 30 years and they're still fucking anxious. They have too many years and not enough days. They're still managing and having to be vigilant every day. This is the easiest off the way. What, how much maintenance or how much warfare would you have to get into to destroy a non-existent thing? None. <laughs> you just see it as non-existent. Yeah, how much, if the problem you're having is imaginary, what more do you need to do to it? What more, what more salves do you need to put on an imaginary sore? I've seen alcoholism from head to toe, I've seen it. I've seen, the, I've seen the activity. I've seen all the pointing, and I've seen what makes the leap to take itself to be the doer, the thinker, and it's us. We make that leap. We make the leap. We believe, and as Jesus says, as you believe, so it is. That's basically what's happening all day. We're believing we're a long-lasting, independent, separate entity that was born, that's going to die, that's done very bad things, that doesn't deserve much, or whatever it is, you know, it just has, yeah, 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 and there's a great belief in it, and that belief makes it seem to be so. It appears to us to be so, and that's as good as being in a real concrete jail. You're imprisoned by yourself. You're the warden. You're the jailer, you're your little roommate, you're everything, yeah. And it's a slavery, really. You're a slave to yesterday and tomorrow. The thought system dominates you. There is a solution. There's a freedom from the bondage of self. It's available right now, yeah. And if you see what you're not, then you'll, you'll find out what you are. And instead of putting the body first and then looking from the body for a spiritual condition, you'll see spirit is first, yes? And therefore, the highest maintenance, and it says you have your daily reprieve from this addiction, this alcoholism, or if you want to call it selfing, if you're into, if you're a non-duality thing, whatever it is, the highest form, uh, uh, you have to have a, you know, your daily reprieve is based on or contingent on the maintenance of your spiritual condition. What, what would be the highest form of maintenance of a spiritual condition than being a spiritual condition? You know what I mean? Trying to become spirit as a body is like grafting water and oil. It's just not going to work. Yeah. But if you see what you're not, you'll find out you are spirit. Instead of trying to become spirit as what you're not, 
you'll see what you're not for what you are. You are spirit. And you know what floods in for this? Acceptance. Instead of this being the urban renewal project and always trying to make it the chariot of the gods or the transcendent perfect thing, you give that all up. You know, and what floods in is acceptance. You accept what you're not. And that's the greatest boon it ever gets because it cannot stand, it cannot take being the center of the universe. It's way too much for it. It's just a small fucking little, you know, like a Toyota. It's not the chariot of the gods. Yeah? It's not oozing scents of roses out of the, you know, anus and shit. No. It's farting and shitting and this idea of purifying. Who's going to say the purification is over? You. You're going to be playing God all day. The mental state. And that's another thing. The biggest statement in AA that's not in the steps is you've got to quit playing God. It doesn't work. Well, that's difficult. Why? Because you're in the act of playing God. And then the head is. And when you read the statement, you got to quit playing God, that which is playing God assumes it's the one hearing it and goes, all right, I'm going to stop playing God. That's fucking playing God. <laughs> that which is playing God cannot stop playing God. That would be playing ad infinitum. It doesn't, there's no point it works. No point. And if you think, if you see, if you're into time and the program is a linear program and you, you would think that first means more important than next and next in, in this statement is the third step which is the biggest principle of AA and yet he's saying first is you got to quit playing God. So in a sense this is even more important than the third step because if it isn't clear what you're not will be doing the third step and its idea of surrender is conditional. I'll surrender if you get me a parking space or a girlfriend or a date. And then if you get upset with, I take it back. Then surrender, take it back. That's not, that's not the third step. That's, that's, uh, that's commerce, basically. The third, the, quit playing God. The only way you can quit playing God is see you're not that which is playing God. Yes? If you see it from that which is playing God, you'll never get out. Yeah, we're taking ourselves to be something we're not. Our whole narration up here is based on you as a body. So that's recovery. Non-duality is a whole different thing, in a sense, because in recovery, you like to be helpful. In non-duality, you don't want to be helpful. Yeah, because you want to let leave everyone with their own devices so they see they're not their own devices, in a sense. So in non-duality, we throw the message over everyone's head. And it's not coming from me, so don't pin it on me. Do not pin it on me. I'm just a humble hose, and the water decides to come through. But I do know from observing it over the years that there's, makes no, there's no value in me talking to you about the truth. It goes really far if I talk to the truth about you. That's the difference. So the message isn't to you, nor from me. I'm throwing it over your head because I know I can't miss everywhere. <laughs> I can't. I don't have to aim. I just got to throw it over your head, yeah? And there's a great statement by a great master, Hoang Po, that you can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. You can't use mind to seek mind. And my meaning, you can't use light to seek light. If you try it for eons, nothing will happen. 
So in this case, if Huang Po was here, would he say that to Steve, Mary, Bill, or Sue? No. He's seeing Bill, Mary, Steve, and Sue as the Buddha. And he's trying to get through, not to Bill, but through Bill, and get to the Buddha. So he tells the Buddha, hey Buddha, you can't use yourself to find yourself. And maybe, just maybe, the Buddha will look at what it's not and see it's not that. And it will stop using itself to try to find itself. What we're doing is using spirit, trying to find spirit. That's the fundamental misdirection. We are what we're looking for. And that what's looking right now is what we're looking for. And then you go, where, where, exactly. Because you, have, you just cannot get that. How could, I have so many strong ideas about this. How could be, this could be what I'm looking for. It isn't this. You're not looking for this. It's what's looking, not who's looking. It's what's looking is what you're looking for. What? Yes? Mm. That's what you're looking for. So this whole non-duality is a negation. It's not going to say, oh, you're everything. You're all, you're beauty and beyond all love. It's going to say, it's going to tell you exactly what you're not with the hope that you'll recognize it. That's all. It will describe what you're not. It, you can understand what you're not. You can study what you're not. You're experiencing it all day. So why don't we use those tools we're trying to apply to the truth to that? Because you can't study what you are. You can't. You can't, you can't understand what you are. You can only be it. And you are being it right now. Unfortunately, most of the thought systems just don't think so. So how to get weaned off the thought system is not, if you can see the thoughts as not yours, which is one of the first revelatory hits of recovery. If you go to AA meetings or non you know, alcoholics or narcotics, whatever, you sit there, you know, usually you come in with a very strong shell of terminal uniqueness. You think you're the only person who feels like you do. It's unbelievable arrogance, really. No one understands me. No one feels like I do, no one thinks like I do. And you sit here for three months and you listen to people share thoughts, feelings, and reactions to life, and you can, come, can only come to two conclusions. How did these people get my thoughts? Well, but they're not my thoughts. And once you see a thought that you are calling yours is not yours, what happens? There's a sense of space immediately. The gauze moves off, yes? The, this little tight orbit all of everything claimed orbiting around Paul gets pushed out and there's space in what we call the pause in AA. You have now the pause which you didn't have available before. So everything was a knee-jerk reaction and then you, you woke up to the consequences while you were in them. Now you have a pause and life can go in different directions. Yes? Yes. So the mind. If you see that the thought, if the mind drops off, a thought is a thought. Same thing with feelings. So the, the act of being identified is the claiming of the thoughts and the thoughts and the feelings and the actions. Yeah? And when you recognize that robbery, it sort of weakens the effect and now thoughts will come and go. And you know what? Thoughts are dying to break out here. They want to compel an action because that's where they can tattoo you with consequences. 
Like one night, 38 years ago, I was sitting, I was a uh, super cold night in Long Island where I, I grew up. I went out Sunday night, stopped at a bar. My friend was there. He was the only, he was the bartender and it was a waitress. No one else was there. Freezing cold out. He gave me a quaalude. I got a couple shots of Gramignet. Went back to my sister's house. Should have been the end of the night. My head got irritable, restless, discontent. Told me a big party was erupting back there at the bar. Got back in my car, drove back there, and got run over twice by the same car, which was difficult to do, even if you went out to try it. And then, so that, those thoughts that compelled that action have produced an effect for 38 years. Every moment I'm in the physicality, other than sleep, the effects of that night are apparent, yes? That's an incredible life for a thought. For a thought that's just like thousands of others to compel an action and get a, and it, it, its life is based on the effect it's had. It's had a 38 year life. That's incredible. So what happens, the my is like that rocket that pushes the thoughts through yes. this little membrane and compels an action and that's where you get tattooed. Just like I have, you know, a girlfriend for three years, maybe I have a thought, I hate her, you know, maybe eight or nine times, could be 50, maybe once, whatever. But nothing, I never say it, just comes and goes. But that one night, you know, it's, it's got a good story going, and I say, you know, I fucking hate you. And then I go out, get drunk, forget about it, but she doesn't forget about it. And then when I get home, her friends haven't forgot about it because she calls all the friends. And so now, for the next few years, <laughs> she remembers that I said I hated her. Yeah? Now, this is what happens. Some of us, we're like beacons to consequences. Like when I drink, I have magnetic appeal to people in uniform. If I put alcohol or drugs in me, I'm going to get arrested probably that night, really. And maybe I'll give, take maybe a few hours thing. So this beacon, when it's directed by that parasite, attracts like a dog whistle, a lot of uniform situations, yeah? Hasn't done that in 30 something years because something is whistling the tune, not that anymore. Yes, yes, I've been freed from that bondage. Now I'm being directed by something much wiser, and instead of my attention and interest, it's not mine, but instead of the attention and interest just fucking growing crops and what's not happening all day, <laughs> it's basically available now and enriching my day, yeah? To the point I never get gypped, ever, yeah? <laughs> tried to get into the moment in 20 years. <laughs> I realized we can't be out of a moment. It's just that simple. <laughs> and you know, I stopped trying to get out of what I can't be in, which is beautiful. It really is. And I'm just humbly hoping by constantly coming to places like Doylestown <laughs> and having this opportunity to speak to a few or to many, get these ideas out there because I know the quality of this possibility. And I, I've seen what the mental state can do. If it has your attention and interest, it can produce exquisite suffering 
and you'll be the only one in that porno theater and you won't be able to leave. You're going to see Debbie doing you all day or you do getting done by Dallas or something. And, uh, you know, it's enough to deal with a day at a time and what comes up in a day, but to be, having to constantly live at the effects of what's not happening is just too fucking much. Yeah? I mean, anyone here who's bummed out right now is never bummed out about tonight. It's last week and next week. Yeah? Your problems don't reside. The problem resides in the mind. And this thing idea, this idea that you manufacture your own misery is baloney. You provide the facility where something manufactures the, mis the misery in. You're not the manufacturer of your own misery. You're the buyer and the consequence one of the, man of the misery. Your facility has been taken over by the parasite of alcoholism and it's using your facilities to manufacture its fucking products. And every time it comes off the conveyor belt, you stamp it made in Paul. <laughs> made by Paul. Da da da. And then when it comes back to you, you fucking own it. It's bondage of self. It's slavery. What does bondage imply? Slavery. What is slavery? Slavery is there is a possibility to be free, but you're not. That's slavery. Well, there's a possibility here. The possibility is you're not the obsession. You're not, see, you, the head obsesses all day to reinforce the identification. The mental state obsessing over things is to reinforce the idea of being the obsessor. Yeah? It has no light. It lives on reflection. We are the light it's using to broadcast its little story, and we're the only fucking subscriber to it. <laughs> What's driving you crazy? You could be sitting right next to me. It doesn't jump on me. It's not contagious. Because you're holding the same thought that would drive me crazy if it was held as mine. You're holding that same thought and you're holding it as yours. And it has the ability to drive you crazy. When I see that thought as yours, it has no ability to drive me crazy. It's the mind. It's we are it. We are the dreaming of this place. We are it. We are that which is allowing the bondage. So non-duality, I got a great one from a person today. He says, well, if I like being identified as self, then if I hear that I'm not a self, isn't that, isn't that a form of denial? I said, exactly. That's exactly what would happen. The, the message isn't to you, because then you will start thinking as a self about not being a self. That's worse. Yeah? No. The message is to what you are. If you want to call it spirit, we're speaking to spirit about what you're not. We're not speaking about spirit to you. We're speaking to spirit about what you're not, with the hopes that it will see it and you'll be the recipient of that seeing. Things will change, and when they change, there's no way you can write yourself into the being the cause of it. There'll be no freaking way. You will see it, and the best term you can use it with is grace. You will see things will be changing, and you're more of an expression or an effect. You're not a cause at all. You're a maker. You're a maker of dreams. That's what we are. 
And the, and the parasite is making its own dreams through us, and we're claiming them to be ours. So, hmm. there's a solution, and it's available now. The idea of my higher power is such a trip. First, you have a higher power, you know, it can't be you, obviously. I mean, shit. And so you think like that, and then maybe, you know, get a date or, you know, let me not flip out at this 4th of July picnic or something. You know, little vague things. And then hopefully it says you have a higher power of your understanding. But hopefully it's going to grow to the point that you're going to have a higher power of its own understanding. Your understanding is going to severely limit its effects in your life. But if you can move to a higher power of its own understanding, let it tell you what it's like. Yeah. Let it download in you. It'll be quite revelatory. And we used to do this little thing in AA in San Francisco. In your first year, at the beginning, the first few months of sobriety, you'd write down all you wanted after a year. Yeah? And then we'd, might, we'd hold it, and then we'd go over with our sponsor, and everyone shortchanged themselves unbelievably. Their life had gotten so much fucking better to what they were hoping for. Yeah? Why not allow that? So, all right, I'm going to give an example. I like this one. It's from one of my old ones. There's a brownie camera. You know the brownie cameras? They used to be $10, $20. You'd buy them in a little box. And they had a plastic lens. You basically pointed. You didn't really see. You just hoped, and then you'd you know, take it. You know, it was pretty hit or miss. All right, so here's a brownie camera. And then there's this, there's this like incredible 360 degree, all HD camera, yeah? And that camera's sort of walking on the tripod, sees this little brownie camera. I say, I'm gonna look through this brownie camera. And as it's looking through the brownie camera, it forgets that it's the high-powered camera, and it takes itself to be the brownie camera, all right? So now, it has unbelievable lenses, but all its pictures look like it's coming through a plastic lens, yeah? And it keeps doing, and then it feels like weird and irritable, restless, discontent, but it's identified as the brownie, so what does it do? It saves up money, it buys a thousand dollar Nikon uh, uh, lens, and puts the lens on this plastic camera. Now, the plastic camera is the primary lens. It doesn't matter if you put a thousand dollar lens, you're still going to get a brownie picture. So you're buying these great things and keep putting on attachments and shit like that, but it's still a brownie camera. Or then suddenly, finally, some other camera comes by and it says, hey, why are, you, why are you looking in through that brownie camera? And then hearing that, the big camera goes, hey, maybe I'm not the brownie camera. Do you, does someone have to come like a big fucking crowbar? No, the camera just moves away. The brownie stays there. It moves away. And now, instead of looking through the brownie camera, it sees the camera and everything else in its little HD view. Yes? It sees it. It couldn't, while identified as the brownie, it couldn't entertain the possibility of being anything else other than, but it, it, it did entertain tons of possibilities. I could be like that camera as a brownie. Yeah? If I got enough fucking lenses, I could be sort of like a Nikon, but as a brownie. Yes? The brownie would always be the determining factor. As soon as it saw it wasn't the brownie, 
the possibility of being completely free from the brownie wasn't only available, it had been inherently so. It had never been the brownie. It doesn't matter how many years it was looking through it, or if it was just one day, it still didn't matter. It was never the brownie. Yeah. That's exactly what this is like. Exactly. That's the essence of the sense feltness of non-duality. You see, you're not that. Yeah. And in that, the possibility, this is what happened in that AA thing. I saw I wasn't self. I saw it as a foreign installment, and suddenly the possibility of being free from it became available. And then in that second, it had told me I had been trying to be free as it since I was six years old. I was, it explained completely self can't get out of self. And it explained that's exactly what I've been doing. As soon as I saw it as other than me, the possibility, hey, I can be free from it. Before that, all my wishing for freedom was as that, by that, through that. That's why the freedom was never fucking always available. Maybe I'd have an experience here and there, a moment, or if I did three weeks of heavy meditation, a couple of hours, but the basic old system would override everything. But as soon as I saw it as I'm not that, I can be free from it. And there it was. Now that's correct viewing. Now the horse is in front of the car. Now you see blue is blue and red is red, yes? You stop looking for any, you do. A lot of things stop and go without you wanting things to stop and go. Your interest and attention gets lifted off of yesterday and tomorrow and enriches your fucking day now, yeah? Mm. If you take AA, it inevitably is going to go to what non-duality is, really. It's going to negate the two of what you call you, the subject-object. And in that, you'll, hit, you'll, you'll arrive at where you've never left. The fact that there is no two, that what you are is not of a thing, yes? It's not of separation. It's not in degrees. It's not in distance. It's not, definitely not of time. And then you'll find out what it is, because you'll be, you'll be being it, yes? The only way you can come to know it is really by finding out, because you're past knowing, you're being it, yeah? So, just know what you're not, and you'll be what you are. Hmm. And this idea, you know, became the last answer. I haven't entertained any other answer ever since. And that's a damn good answer if it negates all need for any answers. Yeah? It's a fucking damn good answer. Especially this topic. If you took a blood test to test my spirituality, it's 0.00000. <laughs> I have no interest in spirituality as a topic. None whatsoever. That which I am distributes interest. And it doesn't put any interest in a topic about itself. It doesn't. So, yeah. Uh, so, any questions tonight? I hope I touched a little of AA. Yeah? It's difficult because I play like the two audiences, you know? I've got to feed a little, feed a little. Yeah.
This was the sicker side, so. <laughs> There's a lot of spiritual seeking in here. <laughs> you know, spiritual seeking is an addiction also. Can be. Everything can be. It matters uh, who's doing it, yeah, or what's doing it. See, but spirituality, we're luckier being addicts and alcoholics because at least there's interventions, you know. Here, no one's going to stop anyone from coming to another talk like this or to signing up for the 40th retreat. No one's going to go, that's enough. You've had enough satsang. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Put the DVD down. Come on. No books. No, it's not going to happen. People go on and on and on and on and on and on and on looking. You know, looking for what's looking. All the while being that which you're seeking. But you're using it to seek itself. That doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, so my question is, is that um, but you, you went through like a period of time where you were um, getting to what you, what, what's happening for you now. Do you know what I'm saying? Like you, you went through this period of like study and a period of like, figuring things out a little bit. Is, I mean, would that be a true statement? Well, on one level and one well level, no. See, that's the, this is, that's the weird thing about it, yeah? So in time, it looked like I was in certain conditions and things happened and those conditions were changed, yes? And then maybe something arrived and there was a moment where something shifted considerably so it could be noticed, yes? But what would happen, all right, so that's valid as a story, yes? But what would happen is if you arrived at the goal that that story was intending to arrive at, yes? That awakening, let's call it. If that awakening informed you, it has always been this way. So the goal of the whole endeavor, when you arrive at, cancels the whole story of endeavoring for the goal. Right. Yeah, see, that's the little, so it's true and not true at the same time. Yeah, but the, the thing, the, my thing is, is that when I think about the non-duality idea, how fucking extremely easy it is, it's just such a simple idea, right? But then there's all this huge, like, bowl of shit that I would have to give up, right? To come to just this very simple truth, or whatever it is, just this simple of nothing, right? <laughs> but I don't want to give up this that's really scary giving up that huge bowl, right? And I feel like I... Like, well, no one's asking you to. It's what's, what's being asked of you is question or ask who is it that doesn't want to give up the bowl. It's not about giving up the bowl. It's just seeing if there's someone there who thinks it has to give up the bowl. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It has nothing to do with, I've got to give up the bowl of shit. No, it's just, are you that which thinks it has to give up the bowl of shit? Give up that idea. Giving up the bowl is, is a form of selfing, yes? No, is it the bowl, you know, whatever. The bowl may stay or be added on to, I don't know. But the fact is, it's a diversion, yes? Yeah. So the head is diverting you, and it's putting one more fucking little requirement for anything to happen. We're not, see, this is what happens. I'm going to go into another thing. Do you have a sense of time? I don't mean TikTok. Do you feel like something moving you when it's a pretty chill day, you still feel like you gotta do something or get somewhere, even though you don't have to. It's like a certain urge, it coaxes. It's almost like there's a hand on your back moving you seemingly all the time. So time is like a dry current. You can't really feel it wet, but it's, you can sense it, yeah? All right, so 
This little play, this magic trick of the parasite is based in time, yeah? Time is its magic trick. So this is what it does. So I use this term selfing just as a way of, well, first of all, a way of denying the idea that there's a noun called self, yeah? Yes, I don't believe there's nouns, to tell you the truth. I think everything's verbing. So I truly believe the mind, the mental state, is in the act of being identified as self, which is a total verb. It's not like the act of being identified and then the noun self. It's a whole verb, the act of being identified as a self. Yeah? So if you go into the memories, you find the memories are in the act of being identified as a self. You're pictured as a body in the past, yeah? You can't remember yourself as a spirit three years ago, can you? You can't picture yourself in Hawaii. Oh, there's spirit Paul. You know, where? Where? You know, you know what I mean? The body. The thought system pictures you as a, a body, yes? And perceptions picture you as bodies. Perception sees things. We're not seeing no thing. We're seeing things, yeah? Yeah. All right, so those processes, if attention and interest goes up there, they're always in the act of being identified as self. Yeah? So that's what I call selfing. Okay? So selfing. So someone comes to one of these talks and I, I get an email from them and they go, oh, Paul, I reckon I've, been, I've been selfing all day. And then I try to say, well, that's not selfing. Selfing is the feeling of being the one who's doing the selfing. Yeah? Or selfing's driving me crazy. That's not it either. Because there's still, you still feel like you're the one that something's driving you crazy, yeah? So the selfing produces the sense of self. When it's working, then the self says it's doing the selfing, yeah? So I had a, did a talk in LA and a guy goes, all right, let's call selfing Pauling and let's call Paul self, all right? So he says, on a good day, Paul, how much Pauling are you doing? So maybe, 10%, 20%, and he goes, on a bad day, how much Pauling is Paul doing? Uh, 80, 90%, and he went on and on, and I said, no, you don't see it. The Pauling implies the Paul. You're a perfect illustration of it fucking working, because now you're going, Paul, how much is Paul Pauling? Paul's not Pauling whatsoever. There's Pauling that implies a Paul. It seems like a minor point, but it's an incredibly important point. The idea of you comes after the living. The verb of living is before the noun that I'm the one, yeah? The living is claimed to imply that you're the one that's doing it. So all day, and the language supports it, all day your head is saying you have a lot to do with a lot of shit, you have nothing to do with, basically. It's calling you the owner of things you have no fucking ownership of. Like I heard, simple statement, I hurt my knee in the water. It sounds like I went out there with a hammer and pound, pound. But no, the knee went out surfing and I became aware of it, really. That's what happened. But the way the language implies it, I hurt my knee, like I should be fucking punished. I've taken away surfing from me. Why would I do that? Why would I hurt my knee? I love, you know, you could just go on and on and on. So the verb happens. The mental state claims it to imply the noun, and then you start talking to me as if you're the one that's doing the verbing. That's the bondage of self. The bondage of self is 
the bondage is used or, or made by the claiming of verbiage. The noun is how the suffering lasts, yeah? The noun is where the suffering coagulates. So a pain right now is brought about to, to an anxiety. This may last forever, and then you have to do anything. That's what happens to alcoholics. They feel bad for a second, and their head says, this is going to last for fucking months. And of course, suddenly they want out, and they'll do almost anything to do it. It's all made up. So, all there is is verbing. The verbing is being used, thinking, feeling, acting, sensing, seeing, hearing, feeling, <coughs> tasting, touching, yeah? All of that activity is being claimed to imply the seer, the hearer, the feeler, the taster, the toucher. So consciousness itself is moving through us. I'm touching something with no effort, right? Getting a sense of feeling, I'm seeing you, I didn't go to seeing lessons today, yeah, or hearing lessons. All this is happening. It's not demonstrating any thought or effort, is it? You run, oh, I'm so fucking tired. Your eyes may be tired of seeing, they facilitate it, but that which you're seeing ain't tired of seeing. It will see, if your eyes are open, it's going to see anything that happens, yeah? Yes? And look at when people have a feeling, they go, I didn't want to feel that. They came after the feeling. The feeling was noticed, and then their fucking opinion arose. I didn't want to feel like that, like they could have done anything about it. <laughs> the feeling happened, and then they, they exert a power they don't have. I didn't want to feel that, but you did. <laughs> so this seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, thinking, da 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 is being used because it's happening. It's not going to stop, right? But that which is happening is implying that there's someone that it's happening to or happening from. That is the add-on. That's where when you were a kid, you looked at life and life was happening. Then the mental state developed and then life was seen as happening to me. Self-centeredness became the stock fucking version and everything, you, everything that happened was looked at how it pertained to you. That's the bondage of self. Everyone is in it. Alcoholics have an extreme version of it. Now listen, bondage of self. Bondage seems to come and go, but self is always seemingly there. It's like when you're working with a new person, you're not going to tell them, hey, bro, there's no house and there's no fire when their fire's, house is on fire. You're going to tell them where there's a pail of water. But maybe after the fire's out, maybe you just bring about, hey, it's, don't you see it suspicious? You're out a lot of fires. You know? maybe, you could, maybe you have a fucking role with the fires. You know? <laughs> maybe point it out to them then. You have to see, look at the word self in the dictionary, check it out. There's about 160 attributes, hyphen, and then it's self, love, self-hatred, self-immolation, self-destruction. So if you, weigh, if you weigh them, maybe 30 of them are expansive, like self-love, self-trust, and about 100 of them are fucking self-immolation, like putting yourself on fire. I mean, if, you're, if that's the theme center, you start from way below zero. He did. <laughs> My idea of success after four years of active alcoholism was not to be arrested. That's a fucking low bar of success. <laughs> you know what I mean? I still couldn't make it. 
<laughs> I wanted to be a marine biologist, and for four years of active, I was just don't get arrested this week. <laughs> this is what it does. You play so fucking small, you accommodate it, and it takes more and more and more, and let it say, oh, you're gonna be a failure, so then you don't do anything, don't try anything. You get to be alone and right. Yeah, it's just, a, it's, it, it, it just, and then all your possibilities are hidden in time. You're not okay, you will be okay. I was once okay. It's just, it's just gone, gone into the fucking land of what's not happening. Yeah. I've seen it, man. I've lived under it. I don't have to go on 10-day meditation retreats. I went on a lot of 10-day cocaine retreats. They're much more illuminating than fucking meditating. When you're fucking wide awake with your head ripping you a new one for fucking 10 days, you're going to either die, have a psychic break, or hopefully, in hindsight, learn a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I mean, it probably won't help you then, but if you live, it will help you. you will, the thing will show its cards. You know, at four in the morning, after five, six days, it's showing you the fucking cards. You're seeing the fucking belly of the beast pretty clearly as it's sitting on it. <laughs> if you can live through it, you've got to do it. You may have a lot to say to others, really. You may be able to point shit out. <clears throat> because all that is, this is the service. You know, if I see something that you're capable of seeing, but you haven't entertained the possibility that it could occur, I'm here hopefully to trigger that possibility. So that maybe you could get actually to the exact nature of the wrong, and then the result of that would be a stabilized relief. Not a vigilant, always demanding, maintaining relief, but a stabilized relief. And this would turn into the easiest off the way, in a sense, in recovery. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know you heard you say before also that you know, with awakening, use the term, one of the first things you realize it's always been this way, yes. which means it's this way right now. Yeah. Yet I don't seem to realize it because I am seemingly lost in thought world and the thoughts are going around and obscuring what's always here. But so my question is how can I, uh, how can awareness, so to speak, be fooled into believing it's the thought based self? Now it's occurring to me that awareness isn't fooled, that there's just a, an ongoing thought that I'm somehow identifying with as the thinker. There's identifying with it. It's not you identifying with it. The identifying with it implies the you. It's not you identifying with it. The identifying with it is like throwing chum out in the water. It just wants to catch something. And then we arise and bite it and say, I'm the one, I, I'm the one who's identifying with it. Yeah? It's all the mental state does. It just throws chum out. Yeah? And then whatever arises to bite, take the bait. Yeah? As soon as... As soon as what you are, as what you are, arises and take the bait, it turns into a fish, seemingly. And then not only that, it feels historical. It feels like I've been identifying for years. It's all ma it's magic trick. If you don't, if you see, if you keep seeing what you're not claiming to be you, yeah, 
sooner or later, the emphasis will not be on that which is being seen, but on the seeing. Yeah? And now the gig is up. And you'll catch it much more easily. Yes? You'll catch its subtle identification as you. You'll catch it. And after you catch the thief a few times, you know, if you follow the arm back, you'll see it's you. Really. You're playing all the roles, in a sense. So even though I say, well, this is, I've been at this for five or six years. That's a story to make the suffering more, worse. Yes, but the, my point is it's not a matter of, I can say, well, I'm a conditioned self, but there really obviously isn't a self. It's just a, a present activity. It's a present thought. That's right. There's conditioning, and the conditioning wants to say you've been conditioned. Everything about the selfing is historical. So once you bite it, it doesn't, it's just now, it's, the now implies you've been like this a long time, and then it goes the other way, and you're going to be like this, yes? This is, see, you ever hear in spirituality, they talk about the I am, which is just onness, right? Or that sense we were talking about consciousness, the ease of beingness, yes? So there's onness, there's an energy, there's an onness of us. It's undeniable, right? We're all on. Okay? Where was I going with this? Oh, so there's no efforting and stuff like that. Well, where was I going with it? I think I'll just stay there and add on this. Yeah. Oh, oh, all right. So here's the selfing. So the selfing can't replace that, but it can obscure it. All right? So what the selfing does is says, I was there with the memories, yes, going into the thoughts about the past. I was there as a body. I'm definitely going to be there as a body, or it'd be, it'd be, I'd be a real asshole to be worried so much about someone who I'm not going to even be, you know? So obviously, it has to validate its own activities. So I'm going I'm, I'm to be there. So I was Paul. I will be Paul. Therefore, I am Paul now. See? It can't arrive at, it can't be it. It has to arrive there through trickery, right? That's why the mental state has produced past and future. Because you're the big star there. It uses now to think about you in the past and the future so it can picture you now as the, it pictures you then. It's so fucking fast. That's why this is the beauty of this message. You're not going to find a process that's going to beat the process of selfing. Selfing is the quickest process in time. When there's something that's happening, it's claiming is so fast of that. So I do, so with, here you are meditating, but the mental state is using the meditation to claim to be the meditator. It's very fast. And I don't believe you can meditate yourself out of the meditator. I don't think you can spiritual path yourself out of the one on the path. I don't. I never saw it. So the only solution to that which is that cannot be beat by another process in time is to see it from timelessness, which is our inherent state, yes? We're not of time. As Jesus says, we're in this world, but we're not of this world. So in this world would be time, separation, thingness. Jesus saying, no, you're not of that stuff. You're in it, but you're not of it. So beautiful negation, really. He's negating. First he says, everyone can agree what it's like to be in this place. And he says, and you're not of this place. Wow. Instead of describing what you're of, while you're coming from the inn, it wouldn't have gone anywhere. So he's describing the inn, and he says, you're not of. So one of the things we're in seemingly is time, and he says, you're not of time. So what would that imply? Another word, it's just a word of timelessness. 
So in timelessness, there's no process in time that can outdraw timelessness. Timelessness, the gun is out. It never gets beaten to the draw. That's the, the seeing, the awareness that you are is before all the production of all the processes. You can see the producing of a self from what you are. You can see it. You're prior to everything. There's nothing prior to you. That which is seen is never seen by fucking anything. That which is hearing can't be heard. It's impossible. Yeah? What you are doesn't have an opposite. You're not an object to fucking anything. Yeah? Um, what, what is accountable for actions? What's accountable for actions? Well, as the action figure, you live in Rome, you gotta do as the Romans do. So you render unto Caesar's. What's Caesar's? So the, the program of AA is for the action figure. Yes? You're trying to allow the action figure to get corrected. So the obsession with the action figure can be sort of lifted a little bit. So then maybe you can entertain other possibilities. Yeah? That's why I don't believe... Uh, I don't believe there's a spiritual condition. I think we are a spiritual condition. Yes? And I don't believe there's a spiritual malady. I don't think spirit has any maladies. It's a mental malady. Yeah? So the action figure owes its dues. We're here in this dreaming, and there's no court that has accepted the president when you kill someone on the case of saying, well, there's no someone. You know, I think <laughs> you're going to go to jail, so you fucking do as the Romans do. Yeah? But accountable, you're not responsible in a sense. Just like the first statement in the first step, you were powerless over alcohol. That means you were dancing with a gorilla and you were gonna stop when the gorilla wanted to stop, yeah? There should be so much freedom in that first part of the statement. But everyone's, the mental state's still harvesting tons of guilt and shame based on the behavior we, were, we really had no say about. We had been taken over. I was, able, I was capable of doing anything to anyone unless you could physically stop me out there. What took me over had no fucking rules, no care about what happened to me. It just wanted to do what it wanted to do. I had no fucking volition concerning any of that. It took me over, yes? So give yourself a freaking break, yeah. Yes? I think you kind of answered my question, but I was just thinking, I had a problem with someone who's an alcoholic Well, alcoholism, let's say if you have jealousy, yeah, as a trait, yes? Yeah. And you're an addict or alcoholic, and you add alcohol, you'll be up on stalking charges in a few weeks. Yes? Those tendencies are going to be amplified by alcoholism. So, if you're aggressive or violent and then you drink, you're probably going to be very violent. So yes. is that bringing out the truth of the individual? Is it no, it's not bringing out the truth of the individual. Is that, is that like a biochemical distortion? It's bringing, out what it's, it's bringing out what it's not, really. That's what it's bringing out. Because I kind of really dislike alcoholics. I've had 
Join the crowd. <laughs> Tons of them don't like them. They're not likable sorts when they're in their cups. Yeah. Every recovery has one thing, but yeah. this last person is some alcoholic. It doesn't mean I can hang around with them. It means I've got to stay away because they start messing with me. Like yeah. this dude was a responsible alcoholic in the sense that he drank at home and didn't drive, but then I'm. Is there such a thing as responsible alcoholism? And then I don't know that. I could start to really <coughs> mess with me after knowing him for 20 years, and I probably said, you know, this is enough. Well, that's wisdom for you, yeah. It took a long time. People did it so much, they created other groups called Al-Anon. <laughs> They're trying to live with alcoholics in a hundred-yard vicinity. <laughs> alcoholics tend to look at Thanksgivings. The one who dominates the Thanksgiving is probably not even there. It's the addict or the alcoholic. They're all talking about him or her. Yeah, even their absence dominates the, the situation. Yeah. They're taken over by a parasite. That parasite wants to feed, not just on them, but whatever comes around them. Yes? <laughs> That's the way it goes. Yeah. But again, recovery will bring out the best of them, seriously. And uh, because you're not the addict, nor are you the recovered person. All you are are a set of possibilities, yes? And let's say if the mental state runs your life, this is beautiful in a way. I'm gonna, this isn't pure anything, but in, 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 in AA we have the higher power, yes? Very important idea. In the Course in Miracles, which is a very interesting download, they have the Holy Spirit. And so, in this life, information is being taken in, yes? All day. And collated, yes? Itemized. So the mental state is running that whole intelligence situation, yeah? It gives you the history, the narration, what it means, and stuff like that. So we're basically... That's our GPS we've been following its maps for years, okay? Now, what happens is you see, hopefully, it's a failed system. That's beautiful. You see it's a failed system, and by relying on that failed system, that is what's producing all the anxiety in your life. So, okay, so suddenly, there's this idea of a higher power. So you surrender one's life over to that power, all that your life and your will, and which is all the information basically, and the higher power collates it and translates it, and it, it interprets it to the spirit, where the mental state interprets all the information to the body. Yeah? So the same data is put to a diff completely different purpose based on what's directing, like the, uh, the intake, yes? So the mental state, we've had enough evidence of, of that information. You know what I mean? Fuck it. <laughs> I don't think you need any more examples. But the higher power of the Holy Spirit will take the exact same natural resource, information, will come up with a completely different meaning in it and direction from it because its intent is totally different. It's not reinforced the idea of being a you, it's reinforced the idea that you are of spirit. So therefore it gets translated the same day and it's translated completely different. 
And if you've listened to it a few times, yes, and you like that, it's sort of like there's a rap station and country western. You like country western, all right? You can lean towards the country western. So here in the head, there's two, there's two volume knobs. One is of the mental state and one is of the higher power. Now you, as the mental state, can't turn up the higher power. That would really be turning up the thing. So there's an admittance of that. Something comes in, turns up the volume of the higher power, turns the volume of the mental state lower, and so you start listening to the country western music. You're driving better, chilled out, everything like that. It's a, you're just a transmitter receiver, and you're going to react from the, what you're transmitting and receiving. Really, you're not a cause, you're an expression. So, higher power directs your life. It's much different than when the mental state directs your life. You can check out the fruit and check it out. Yeah. That's the option. What transfers it from the mental state are the 12 steps. The third step, you see, if, if, if the life was ours, all we would have to do is the third step. We would have said, all right, I turn my will and life over to the care of a higher power. But we're making a decision about that because we're already occupied by the alcoholism. It's not our life to turn over. The alcoholism has already taken the life. So we need, we need an intermed, intermediary to make the transfer occur which is the four through nine. We do steps four through nine to sort of facilitate the transfer of our life from the hands of the alcoholism over to the higher power. That's what it is. So four through nine weakens the, the influence of the mental state, and therefore the decision can get some oomph behind it, and now you've turned your willing life over to the care of the higher power and now you submitted yourself to be changed, and so it will. And yet the changes will be directed, and that's called growth, where the fucking changes of the mental state is just chaos. It's just biting, it's eating your own tail. But this change is directed by wisdom, and it turns into growth. If you want to call it moving towards the light or any image, it doesn't matter. But I'm telling you, it's going to get more expansive and bright instead of fucking claustrophobic and dark. I guarantee it. You submit yourself to the program. You don't change anything. You get changed. You get changed. And then you enter, see, once you get the idea of surrender, and I believe surrender has to be given, you can't, you, it, the concept of surrender is not surrender. Surrender is a sense feltness, and after you've had it, you can entertain it, and it should lead to being surrendered, where the debate's over. You're not managerial quality. <laughs> you're fucking just put to rest, and now you live a new way as an action figure, directed by the light, not by the fucking, if you want to call it, the darkness. And the darkness gets you so fucking, it has you looking for the light as the light, giving, taking yourself to be the darkness. It's insane. Just see what you're not from what you are, instead of looking for what you are from what you're not. See what you're not from what you are, instead of looking for what you are from what you're not. That's the whole shift. Yeah. And AA is a path to illumination. The non-duality will illuminate the path. The non-duality will illuminate the path of AA. You are the light that will illuminate the path. 
AA is a path of illumination, but non-duality will illuminate the path. Yes? You will bring the light to the program. Yeah. And they all blend. Non-duality is the is the where you're going to end up if you allow AA to take you all the way. And then when you end up there, it was always been the beginning of non-duality. There was never two to have to become one. There was never two, period. All this is dreaming. It's dreaming. It's extended in time and it will end in time. Just a little bit of what you are coming here will have a whole lot of sway. You'll feel content and satisfied, and you'll be chilled out. You will know what pause is. You will see that you can live from before thought, not after thought. And a lot of other possibilities become available, not to you, but to what you are. And they'll be expressed through you. Yeah, and that's the joy of it. That's enough, eh? Yeah. I'm in this tribe. I just love to see people travel lighter. I don't really don't want to know them personally, many of them. But <laughs> just, I would have loved to have heard this because a lot of people leave AA to look for something like this. I'd rather have it brought into AA, so you don't have to leave AA to find it. I'd rather have it here, so, yeah. Just as an extending arm of recovery. Why cut yourself so short and say, it's not AA, you know, it's insane. That's like what Herbert Spencer said, contempt prior to investigation, where all of us in AA are guilty of it. Well, that's not AA. Oh, shit. <laughs> There's a lot of things that can uh, assist in AA that aren't AA, yeah, so. Any more questions or any questions? I'm stoked this is over. <laughs> hey, yes, oh, well, Pastor, on the basket, baskets pass, we have books. If you're interested, we have a book on AA, Under Arrest, and then we have a nonlinear book called Escape to Everywhere, I think. The Under 